0: Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. Words of wisdom from industry professionals to help you transform tax. Each week, we hold enlightening discussions with tax, IT, and procurement specialists focused on shaping tax in the procure-to-pay process. Hi, I'm Kristen Traubenbauer. Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. On today's episode, we'll be exploring indirect tax and procurement landscape Today's episode is part two of our conversation with Donald Colbert, talking about opportunities and challenges with global VAT. So then talk to us now too. Like why why is touchless AP such a difficulty for VAT processes? And is it is it really possible to have touchless AP? Or is that just a made-up dream that someone just threw threw together?
1: It's a, it's a great question, right? I think touchless, the, the notion of touchless AP, I think it's a really good idea and a really noble ambition, maybe within the procurement domain, but I think it can't exist, unfortunately, for, for me and people in my area without giving um, VAT people in particular a bit of heartburn, right?
0: That's interesting. Now, talk to me, what, what do we call a touchless AP process?
1: I mean, like, it's pretty much almost anathema to what you require from a VAT perspective. I mean, to call a process touchless means generally uh, that we can trust it to be automated from the beginning to the end, from end to end. That there's no need in this process for human resources to become in any way deeply involved in the process, right? And with procurement systems, we can have a high degree of confidence that most parts of the procurement process can be automated, but not necessarily the VAT. Okay, So what can we automate? Um, Well, the first thing that we can automate really is the data entry element. So, um, you know, when we look at the data entry element, we might presume that we can have validation rules in the form. We can have PO flip functionality, etc. We can make great progress to ensuring data accuracy. Our vendor is actually uploading accurate invoices in the portal to us. So that's the first thing that we really can validate. Um, We can... Maybe aim for an accuracy rate of 99% or whatever uh, of the data flows through accru- accurately, and maybe 1% of the data that's transmitted by the vendor needs to actually be manually or uh, user um, user corrected. Right? No heavy data entry requirement. Second thing that we can do is validate the business costs. Right? Can we ensure? Um, that what we're actually paying for in the business, what we are procuring, the invoices we receive, I mean, in order to ensure that these are valid business expenses, generally, we should be able to tie them back to the purchase order, the requisition, the purchase order, the fact that the materials were actually received by the invoices. So for example, if I get an invoice for a table, what did I order? Well, the purchase order says I ordered a table. how many tables did I receive in the receiving process? One table, and I'm an invoiced for one table. Well, that clearly is a three-way match, and we can, you know, we can basically post the invoice and put it through to accounting uh, as approved. So that's something we can automate. Um, what we might see then, for example, in this touchless AP process, is you know we might get 500 invoices into our Ariba or our Coupa system, and we might find that there are only 30 invoices that actually need to be intervened on. So maybe 27 invoices didn't have a three-way match, three invoices were uploaded incorrectly. So instead of undertaking work on 500 invoices, we actually only need to intervene with 30, which is a real good labor saving device. And we might call that something like touchless AP.
0: Are there any VAT related concerns
1: when it comes to touchless AP? I think the real problem for VAT starts with the three-way va- match validation. It actually doesn't really take any account whatsoever of VAT accuracy in the transaction. It's the principal accounting check in these procurement systems, and it can't pay any. Um, it, it can't really tell us anything about the VAT accuracy of the invoice. What does the three-way match do? Well, really, what it does is it validates the cost element only of the vendor invoice where the materials invoiced in a compliant manner, were they receipted by the business, Uh, yes, and were they ordered by the business, yes. Um, Are those values, the value we ordered, the value we received, are they accurately reflected in the taxable basis of the the invoice? Um, If tax cannot be validated by procurement systems in an automated manner, um, then basically the tax will need to be reviewed by users. So operating touchless AP and proper VAT controls is impossible. As both are absolutely incompatible. If you want to operate touchless AP, well then you have to accept significant VAT risk as the VAT GST cannot be manually reviewed, right? Or else if you decide you want to apply proper VAT controls, well guess what? You're going to need a user to actually look at the invoice and that is by definition not touchless AP. So there's only one real way to overcome this, right? And that is if you're going to have proper VAT validation and you're going to have touchless AP, what you really need is to embed proper extensive tax conditioning within your procurement platform. And by this, I mean the procurement platform makes a calculation to estimate the vendor t- charge tax and then uses this to va- to validate the vendor charge tax. So for example, you, you have some functionality within Coupa or um, within Ariba that says this vendor sold me a table. Uh, I expect twenty-two percent tax on the sale of a table within this country. Okay, how much tax did the vendor actually charge? Twenty-two percent, and then you have a match. Then you have a VAT control. You can have both touchless AP and you can have um, you can have VAT proper VAT validation in your system.
0: Wow, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it, it makes a lot, and I hope hopefully it makes a lot of sense to our listeners too. It does seem like you know touchless AP and, and with VAT it, it really is impossible and and incompatible so that 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 just resonates a lot and I, I appreciate that um, your insight into that so talk to me now and, and and to our listeners what what are the VAT risks to to the purchasing business what what's out there that from a global perspective audits or law can you can you help us understand that yep
1: yeah, it's it's a great question, right? And it's a, I think it's a question I have spent my life answering, really, in one form or another. Um, so the first thing I find, you know, that it's always difficult, I guess, from a VAT perspective, is the VAT law is framed, unfortunately, on the founding principle that uh, the business is required to operate as the tax collector. So in every single bi- transaction that a business transacts. It's required to put itself in the place of the tax inspector and say, should I charge tax if I'm receiving the invoice? Am I entitled to deduct tax? Uh, If I received an invoice with 0% VAT, maybe I'm required to actually self-tax on that invoice, right? Now, the problem generally that we find is what happens when this goes wrong? What happens uh, in the purchase and sale transaction that the wrong VAT treatment has been ascribed? Well, under the VAT law, generally... It's the vendor's responsibility. The, the 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 responsibility to issue a compliant, correct tax treatment invoice generally falls on the shoulders of the vendor. Uh, if the vendor charges VAT at the wrong VAT rate, the invoice is invalid. No VAT can be deducted, meaning your business cost just increased by anything like between five and twenty seven percent, according to the to what you're purchasing and the country you're purchasing it in.
0: Does this carry any potential consequences for the purchasing business?
1: So if you didn't apply a control and you didn't realize, you didn't check the VAT amount that you're being charged, well, then the purchase business will generally let that VAT error flow all the way through to its tax returns and it will actually deduct incorrect VAT. Um, That happens maybe once, but very often it doesn't happen once, right? It happens once every single month. If you don't have the controls, remember from a VAT perspective that you don't get a tax audit every month or every quarter, you generally get one maybe once every four or five years. And then the tax inspector, if he sees an error of this nature, what he's going to do is he's going to widen his frame and he's going to say, I want to see this transaction, not just the month that went wrong. I want to see it in every, take a sample of this transaction in every single month. And maybe he finds if the procurement system is incorrectly configured, that actually this occur, this error has occurred every month over 60 months. And what we might say then is it's not—it's no longer a small problem, it can be quite a significant problem. Um, when the inspector takes a look at an occurrence like this, what he'll do is he'll say, why did this occur? Uh, has the business maybe been careless? Has the business maybe been negligent? Uh, has the business been reckless? Or has the business maybe willfully ignored its responsibilities to actually properly account for input VAT? Did it not equip itself properly in order to properly deduct VAT. And, you know, depending on his outcome of that, if he finds that it's kind of negligent or, you know, careless, he may apply fines and penalties against the business and the scope of the audit. You know, a two-week audit might become maybe a two-month audit uh, or a six-month audit, depending on the, 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 the tax inspector's level of dissatisfaction with the business.
0: That makes a lot of sense, Donald. Thank you. Are there any other types of VAT errors that could occur in a situation like this?
1: So, um, yeah, the example I just gave you—you know—I was talking about the wrong VAT rate. That's just one kind of error that can occur in purchase VAT. Um, other kind of errors that we might see are, for example, you know, if you invoice me zero percent VAT. Um, I need to have rigorous checks and understandings that perhaps I have a requirement to post reverse charge treatment, which means that I have a requirement to self-tax. It doesn't just end with the fact that you, you charge me 0%. I need to do something with, with that 0%. Um, it can also be the case that even when we're clear, you know, you charge 22% VAT, I'm deducting 22% VAT. That's not right sometimes either. So if you're, for example, in the fleet management business or a vehicle car hire, that the VAT might only be 50% deductible. So again, who is telling the you know the procurement system that actually this invoice is not 100% deductible? You only you only have an entitlement to deduct 50% of it. And, um, you know, if we're talking about, for example, a partially exempt business, an insurance company or maybe a bank or something like that, you know, then considering whether the relevant purchase cost can it be attributed to a taxable business activity. And, you know, we can deduct all that VAT or is it an overhead and therefore we need to apply um, recovery rate? I mean, it's not normal for that type of logic, partial exemption logic, et cetera, to actually be found in a procurement system. So these are some of the risks that we would see um, generally in, in in purchase vat domain right
0: great now that makes that makes perfect sense um and, and that's that's really helpful so so what what are some of the advantages of having tax determination be included in you know the procurement
1: platforms and, and your procurement process can you talk to us about that so yeah kristen the main advantage that i would reiterate is again without proper tax determination um does either you can either have touchless AP or you can have VAT controls. You can't really have both, right? To have both touchless AP and to have proper VAT controls, you simply need proper tax determination for your procurement platform. There's no way to there's no two ways around it, right? Um, the other advantages that I'd mention are um, in a proper tax determination system with a procurement platform, every invoice gets an automated VAT uh, validation check. So for example if we've got our business that's receiving 25,000 invoices a month, what we might see is that 24,000 of those invoices might flow through with a tax validation. The rate is properly predicted, uh, we know how much is deductible, we know what tax um, code to record in the, in, in the process. And 1,000, the 1,000 invoices maybe that mismatched are escalated uh, to a VAT super user and instead of having Human review of twenty-five thousand invoices. We have human review of one thousand invoices, which is a, a, a very considerable process step forward. And um, I think another one is where the vendor charges an unexpected tax amount. These invoices would be placed uh, onto an on hold workflow, so that the super user can communicate with the vendor in the app within the application. Uh, and so you know. In real time, basically, the VAT super user can communicate within the Ariba Coupa platform out to the vendor um, with a query in relation to you know, the, the VAT treatment, and you know, maybe in real time, five minutes later, get a, a response back within the actual procurement process and move, move the transaction back into the green queue, right, for payment. And enabling proper structures for VAT validation within a procurement platform really demonstrates to a tax inspector that the, that a business has a very serious commitment uh, to quality process and employs audit risk controls, uh, adequate audit risk controls. Um, and then finally, from a partially VAT exempt business, Kristen, uh, I would say embedding proper tax determination in your procurement platform can really give you the opportunity to save Very significant tax support overhead. So you're probably actually, you're probably spending quite a considerable amount of money having your partial exemption validated by third parties. And, you know, what a great chance with the machinery of a tax determination tool to actually automate an awful lot of that difficult lift and shift stuff.
0: Oh, that makes perfect sense. I completely agree. You know, use the technology that's out there, you know, and, and wow, I can't, um, I can't thank you enough, Donald, for joining us today. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. I'd like to thank Donald Corbett for joining me and thanks so much to our listeners. Please make sure you tune in for our next episode. When we will have a conversation with Vertex consultant, Adam Ronalds, about his experience at a global motor manufacturer. Subscribe to Tax Today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. To learn more about optimizing tax in procurement, visit Vertexinc.com. That's V E R T E X I N C.com. And connect with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook.